Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I am your host here as always, Chris Flaming, And today I have the honor of hosting Dodie Sachs to the podcast. Her Georgia-based family law practice has been giving clients real advice resolving their situation since 2004, both inside and outside of the courtroom. Dodie, thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, let's have some fun. So I'm sure you have kind of an interesting backstory. Maybe walk me through just briefly what led you to where you are today. Well, I grew up in North Carolina. I was actually working as a private investigator in an intellectual property private investigation firm. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Which is a, a big mouthful. It was, I was a PI in an IP PI for right, 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 right. Yeah. Over and over again and um, became interested in going to law school. So I went to law school at Tulane. And then when I graduated, I moved to Georgia and I ended up in a general practice law firm Mm -hmm. that became a boutique family law firm. And I've actually always done um, primarily family law since I became an attorney. Okay, so um, before we move on, just, you know, blast of the past, I'm curious, what was the most exciting part about being a PI and what was the most mundane part? Most of what I did was actually mundane. We worked for major clothing and shoe manufacturers as an okay. intellectual property private investigations company. Um, what we did in the office was make sure that the names they were using in their catalogs weren't. <laughs> so okay. they would, the clothing and shoe manufacturers would say, you know, we want to have a line of sneakers and call them the, the Chris. Right. Right. And then we'd have to find out if there was any other sneaker on the market, you know, with the model name of Chris before yeah. they release them. So what I did was actually pretty mundane, but some of the other people in the company would go to factories and try and catch factories making, you know, they thought this factory was making knockoff items for brands okay. and things like that, but I didn't get to do the exciting work actually. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I can see why you moved on to law then. So you've been practicing law, I think since 2004. Um, so a really long time. Maybe if you could go back in time and you could give the younger you some advice. Something you know now that you wish you knew when you started out, what do you think that that might be? Not to overlook the importance of being uh, prepared for trial. Mm. You know, it's it's not something that I didn't know when I was a younger attorney, but I didn't know what an impression it makes on people. I always carry a trial notebook. I like to, to have it to give me something to hold but I have the trial notebook. You go into meetings with a judge to talk about the case and 
you know the facts of your case and you can flip in the book to the properly organized book and grab the exhibit and show it to the judge. And um, when I was a baby lawyer, I actually had a judge told a friend of his who told me um, how impressed they were with how prepared I was for court. And so it impresses the judges and, Mm -hmm. you know, opposing counsel, you know, other people in the courtroom really judge you by how prepared you are and and the performance that you do in the courtroom. Awesome. All right. Almost like Linus's blanket. You know, he was a good piano player, but this is the courtroom notebook. I like it. Okay. So how, how did you determine the focus of your firm services? So you happened in the family law, but then there's lots of different, you know, directions you can go with family law. So how did you come to, to hone in on the, the main services that you provide to people? Right. I'm comfortable in the courtroom. So I'm I'm a litigation attorney. I usually end up with the harder cases. When I've worked in firms, they would bring me the hard ones. And, you know, so that's, you know, complicated divorce, custody modifications. They're not my favorite thing to do, but it's mm-hmm. something I do quite often. It's a more complicated litigation. Um, I seem to be the one that people call when they, they're like, we can't do this in Georgia, right? Or, or Doty, what's the code section? Like, I know I can do this, but what's the lo- exact number of the law? So I, I'm, I can rattle off the family yes. law statutes. And I like, so I like doing the complicated litigation stuff, the divorce and modifications and okay. enforcement and, and things like that. It's almost like a specialty within the family law category. You're kind of like the Google of family law. Enjoy. Uh, my my colleagues actually yes treat me okay. like that. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I won't call you Google the rest of the time. I promise, Doty. Um, okay. So, are there any general like misconceptions that you come across a lot that p- clients may have about what you do or what you can do for them? It's really two kind of separate questions. Misconception wise, um, family law is uh, we also call it domestic relations. Mm-hmm. So it really is, you know cases between people and their children. So Mm -hmm. if you're married, divorce, if you're not married in Georgia, it's called legitimation or paternity, depending on which, which gender you are in the relationship. And our laws here in Georgia are still gendered. Um, Enforcement, I do some adoptions, things like that. But family law, I mean, that domestic relations, family law, that's what it is. I don't do wills and estates or, you know, I get calls, you know, probate issues mm-hmm. between people just because you're related doesn't really make it family law. Family law yeah. is couples and their children, basically. Yeah, that's more of an estate or probate or um, after people have passed away type situation where you're dealing with the people generally who are still living. <laughs> right. Uh, So let's jump into some of your areas of expertise, if we can. Um, Give us kind of your approach to working with clients going through a divorce. So they contact you for the first time. You have an initial appointment. You've determined that it makes sense. There's a match there that you could work together. So kind of take me through that uh, process after that on how you like to approach it. Right. So right back to my security blanket trial notebook, I like to be the most prepared attorney in the courtroom. So we kind of talk in general about what you and your family own and kind of where you want to be if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. But really the next step is is an information gathering phase. You know, I need to see 
you know, whose name really is on the deed to the house. You know, people often believe that one person or another person is, is on the deed or on the mortgage, but, you know, we just kind of start to go through and, and gather the documents. On the financial end, I, it's really important for me to be able to correctly identify all your assets and liabilities and divide them the right way. In Georgia, the property division is not modifiable in the future. Mm-hmm. So if you've told me it's an IRA and it's really a 401k and I've misidentified the asset in the documents, I, I can't do anything about that. But mm-hmm. you know, so I, I really need to have the, the proper information on it. On the other end, on the the other big piece is the custody piece. In Georgia, actually, where we have a, a general standard, the court has to do what's in the best interest of the child. There's a 17 factors that the court considers, along with a general anything else the court thinks is appropriate. And um, I have forms, you know, we kind of go through, like, tell me, answer these questions that go through the custody factors. And I have a form that's all different kinds of documents that I could need. And we really start making sure that, you know, I can prove whatever it is we need to prove to be able to to win your case in court. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. So I know that this can be a, uh, when we're talking about divorce, family matters, that can be very high emotions running, right? So how do you manage client expectations and their emotions while guiding them through the process? Because a lot of times... You've done this a bunch of times, but for them, it's probably the first time. Right. And, and one of the things I think that I bring to the table that really helps keep my clients calm is that I really have done this so many times over the past 20 years. Mm. Um, not only have I represented, I couldn't even begin to count how many clients, but I also, in the 20 years, I've also been divorced um, and now remarried. But it gives me a, you know, a well-rounded perspective. But when they're like, what is this going to be like? You know, we can't ever promise how a certain set of a judge is going to do with a certain set of facts. But, you know, maybe I've tried that fact to this judge before, or I've tried it to a different judge before. And I can say, you know, I know this is very concerning for you. This is how this has happened before. This is, you know, you gave me all the proof to be able to prove that you're correct. And, you know, I think that's very helpful to clients. Okay. So um, maybe we can dive into some of the things I, I noticed on your website as being areas of practice. Maybe just broadly define for us this area of contempt enforcement. I don't think I've ever heard of that. So what, what is that? So that's what we call it in Georgia. If you're not following a court order, what we file is a motion for contempt. And so I put enforcement as kind of a, a shorthand way to explain that we're enforcing the court's order. Um, you can file those in the middle of a case if there's been a temporary order or here our courts have what we call standing orders, some orders that apply to every case, mm. every domestic relations case. And if you're not following those, then you can file a motion for contempt. It's also if the divorce says you have to pay $500 a month in child support and you're not paying $500 a month in child support, then contempt is what we filed to get, you know, the past due amount. Okay. And that's probably a common one with enforcement is, is child support. Is that a, that you see? Is that a common one? Really what I see the most is visitation okay. and custody issues. I think, you know, it's been several years. I used to file motions to collect unpaid child support a lot. And I don't get those calls that much anymore. But I, I enjoy helping people get their child support caught up. 
Sure. Um, <laughs> they got to get their money. Right. I, I enjoy that very much. But mostly what I see is, you know, custody visitation issues where the two people can't co-parent. And so they're, someone's making poor parenting decisions or not letting someone see the, the child or those kinds of things. That's what I personally see the most. Okay. Can, so then that leads me to my next question. Do When you're talking about modifications, does that always relate to the custody arrangement on a modification? It, um, custody, child support, and alimony, because like okay. I said before, the property division part of the divorce is non-modifiable in the future. Right. So it's from a divorce or if the parties were never married, again, they here they call what you file is either a legitimation or a paternity action to get custody and child support started. Okay. Um, and if you need to change that in the future, you can change custody, visitation, parenting time, right? child support, you can change alimony. Okay. All right. Now, th this one was kind of out in left field, but I also saw that you help with name changes. So I guess one of my questions is, has how hard is it to get your name changed in Georgia, like in your experience? And, and why do people do this commonly? What are some common reasons that they might? It's not difficult. And quite frequently, I, I send people to the um, Atlanta legal aid forms and go, here are the forms if you okay. want to do it yourself. Um, but sometimes it's complicated or sometimes people just don't want to deal with it. You file the forms. It has to be published once a week for four weeks in the county legal organ, like the newspaper. Mm -hmm. um, and then some judges make you want you to come in for a hearing and some judges you don't. But I've done like I've changed the whole family's last name one time. <laughs> I had a um, a husband and a wife and their two children, two or three. Actually, it was the husband's children, but not the wife's children. So they had to get permission for the children's mother to change the children's name. I did a, a whole family's name change one time. That was yes. a, a family that had a very ethnic last name and okay. they kind of Americanized it. Okay. I've changed names for for children where the the name is lovely in their home culture but does not work in english in mm -hmm. um, some cultures um, i used to do a lot of it um, they have different naming conventions you know some cultures where the the children would have the father's first name is their last name mm -hmm. and there was a problem for a while where georgia would only let you give the children the last name of the mother or the last name of the father and these cultures wanted to give the children the first name of the father as their last name. So they did whatever on the birth certificate and then would come and change their name. Gotcha. I'm still contemplating becoming a symbol. So it's I don't know how, like, I, I don't know how hard that is in Georgia, but if it's easier there, maybe I'll move there and I can I'll be like, <laughs> and then I'll, go back. I'll be like Prince. Prince. Yeah, the, the big teacher. purple symbol. The artist formerly known as Prince. Okay, so I also noticed on your website that you have uh, you frequently or have in the past helped with the adoption process arena. So how, how, satisfying, how satisfying is that? And um, that seems, a, I mean, I know it's in family, the family law realm, but it seems kind of like an outlier. So um, how did you come about that one? How did I start doing it? Yeah. Yeah, so the, the firm that I worked at when I was a baby lawyer took there are a couple of different kinds of legal insurances. Mm. Um, and one of them would cover for adoption or step parent adoption, which is really the most common one. Yeah. I learned how to do it when I was a baby lawyer. 
And I've always just kind of done it since then. It's one of the few very happy things that we get to do as family law attorneys. Right. I would Although imagine. Some, some people are delighted to get divorced, but <laughs> divorce right. isn't always happy. Right. Yeah, that's true. So I'm wondering then, um, as you kind of look at your law practice, what do you see as maybe the biggest opportunity uh, going forward for your business? Is it growth? Is it to become more efficient? Is it to get the word out about what you do? Kind of the biggest opportunities you see going forward for you? Um, I'm actually very happy right now. I'm in a in a small space, and I'm in a um, I have a one paralegal, so we're a small firm. Okay. Um, but I just came from a big firm where I managed a very large team of people. Mm. So for growth, um, I actually just kind of want to stay successful in the in the space that I am in and offer really high quality representation to the clients that I'm able to represent. Okay. Awesome. And then maybe on the flip side of that, is there a, is there a big obstacle or challenge that you are hoping to overcome from a business standpoint? Maybe you already did by downsizing and getting small. Um, I've never run my own firm. Okay. um, I'm doing it now. So I've been, you know, in management roles in other people's firms. And so the, the, obstacle that I'm working through is the business end of, of running my own firm. Some of it I knew, and, and luckily I found the things I didn't know, I at least knew I didn't know. <laughs> but but working through that and, and making sure, you know, not just on the legal end, but the firm on the business end is is running smoothly. That's That's been the big obstacle. Okay. Yeah, you don't want those stresses in place, then that impedes your ability to serve the clients, of course. Okay. So Dodie, if people want to learn more about you or contact you, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, the best way to, to do both of those is to go to my website. It's SachsFamilyLaw.com. Uh, my last name is A-C-H-S. There's information about my practice areas. My phone number is on there. I also have a Calendly link. So where mm-hmm. if you want to talk to me to, to you know learn more about me, you can just click the, the Calendly link and just book a time on my calendar. Okay, great. So I want to direct everyone to her website and last name spelled S-A-C-H-S, correct? Correct. Okay, all right, perfect. Dodie, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. And I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. We're hoping to raise the confidence of everyday people to another level one show at a time. Thanks for tuning in. Be well. Take care. Thanks, Dodie. Thanks, Chris. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.